Welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director at Hope College. We look forward each week in this podcast to bring you interviews with uh, some of our coaches, student athletes, and uh, administrative staff. And especially among these unusual COVID times, it's a chance uh, to, when we're not busy racing around to practice and events to, to get to know uh, our coaches uh, and uh, student-athletes uh, just a little bit uh, better. Glad to have with us the men's golf coach, uh, Scott Lokers. Thank you, uh, Scott, uh, for uh, joining us today. Uh, wanted to, you know, start, uh, get a little bit of update on your team. Obviously, normally we'd be in the midst of uh, practice and competitions right now and tournaments and gearing up for uh, hopefully a run at an MIAA championship. That's uh, on hold until the spring as we uh, work through uh, the pandemic. Just give us an update on your team. Who, uh, where do you guys stand as far as a roster and figuring out who's playing and practice? What What do you guys, you know, what are you working on this fall? Yeah, thanks, Alan. Um, glad to be here. Always fun to talk about Hope College and Hope Golf. So thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's different fall, but I'm thankful um, that we can form a team and that we can play some golf uh, together within the team. So we have 11 players on our team uh, this fall, and we are really young, which um, is fun and uh, gives us the challenge and the fun part of trying to grow together. So we have uh, just one senior, Luke Tappany from uh, Minneapolis area, just one junior, Austin Zolman is from Granville. We have four sophomores, Seth Almquist from the Minneapolis area as well. Uh, Tim Wegman, who went to school in Saline. Charlie Erickson's from the Detroit area. And Jack Crawford is from uh, Indianapolis, uh, Carmel, actually. And then we have five freshmen this year. So we have two from uh, the Detroit area, Spencer Whittington and Brian Marks. And then three freshmen who are local, uh, Tualatai Chamberlain is from Grand Haven, Will Robson from East Grand Rapids, and Logan DeWitt from Holland Christian. So it's, uh, it's a group of fine young men, and I'm enjoying getting, the, uh, getting to know them. So what we've been doing is we have been um, practicing most weekdays, and then also um, uh, Saturdays, uh, getting 18 whole rounds in. So we're getting a lot of uh, chances to play and to practice. And um, starting out, uh, the emphasis was really on uh, competition within the team, um, trying to uh, form a bit of a baseline. I'm hoping we're going to have tournaments in um, the spring and um, opportunity to compete um, uh, for the, the chance to go to nationals, uh, Division Three national tournament, hoping there will be one um, this spring. And so uh, trying to get a baseline um, competition. And now we've been at it um, a few weeks. And so slowing that down a little bit and um, uh, still trying to keep some pressure on competitively, but also really trying to uh, help uh, all of us get to know each other and build um, the culture of this team and uh, make sure we're, we're growing together and starting to pull in the same direction. So that's, uh, that's part of the focus here. You know, with building a camaraderie with a young group, obviously, 
I would imagine it's advantage because you got a little bit more time to build that before you get right away in the competition as you will in a, you know, traditional season. What are the things, what are, what do you try to do to build that in a, in a, a competitive sport, like an individual sport like golf where you're, it's your shot and, you know, you don't have a, an assist to make to a teammate or, or have to play defense or something like that. How do you build uh, camaraderie in, in, for a golf team? Yeah, I think that really is important. And um, golf is an individual sport, but we play it as a team. And so the way I think about that, I'm asking all the guys on our team um, to improve and to be the best they can as individuals. And so when we compete um, in a normal year and also so this year, um, we're, we're competing for some spots as we think about the spring. Uh, and everybody on our team wants to go out and shoot the lowest score that day. And uh, we want that. We want guys that are competitive, and that's part of what sport is about, and um, you get all that. But um, and along with that, we play it as a team. We're helping, we're, we're trying to help each other get better. And, um, and we really care about the um, success of the team. And by success, I mean in every aspect, not just um, wins and losses, but in uh, providing the best experience that we can together. So I'm also asking these guys to be the best teammate they can be every day. So uh, golf is a humbling game. And um, one of the ways I talk about this is, so if we have a, a member of our team who has a career day one day and his uh, good friend on the team uh, has a sub uh, par performance. So I, I mean that in terms of doesn't perform very well that day. I'm going to ask the one who's not performed very well that day to be happy for a teammate who played well. And when those roles are reversed, um, that it would be, um, again, a, a role of encouragement. And so uh, I, I think that really matters. I learned that from the uh, previous coach, from Coach Evil. Some of his success was around, we do this together. We play as a team. We're playing for each other. At the end of the day, this is, um, this is for hope. This is for um, all of us, not just as individuals, but collectively. As a matter of two, uh, with the team, I know every team has to identify leaders, but probably the best teams are the ones where really everyone is a leader and it may have different roles, but everyone takes, a, you know, a leadership role. So it's not just falling on one or two people. Right. That is true. And, um, yep. Um, and as you know, um, you know, anytime you're coaching, so sport is what you're about. Um, and I love golf and all the guys on our team love golf, but it's about more than the golf. And so the leadership aspect, yeah, I'm, I'm um, trying to help them grow as leaders. They're trying to help each other. They help me grow as a leader. And so we're always um, talking about those kinds of things, uh, working on those kinds of things. And one of the advantages for the fall, so you know, we're disappointed we're not playing outside tournaments. But one of the advantages is we get to do everything together, the entire team. One of the dynamics typically for a golf team is um, when we go to tournaments, you play five players and you count four scores. So we do a lot of travel with just five or six of the guys. It's not like other sports 
where you bring the whole team and you substitute as the contest goes on. We do a lot of travel with just um, five or six guys. And this fall has been different in that way. Um, we are doing everything together every day that we're together. And so I think that um, is an advantage for us, especially since we are so young and a big part of this fall is uh, forming a team identity and growing together. The fact that we can do it all together, I think, um, is helpful for us. And I know it's challenging for a student athlete in a normal year with classes and social life and athletics and everything as they're trying to figure out what they want to build the foundation of their life. Um, obviously, we're in unusual times now with the pandemic and a lot of things are just not as they usually are. For you as a coach, what are what have you found that are unique challenges this year as you try to help your guys? Because there's there's got to be for some of them in particular, maybe all of them, more on their minds than there might usually be. So what have you found and what are you trying to do to help them? Because I know it's not just about the game of golf, uh, you know, for you. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's true every year. I think um, this year is different, like you say, and, and there are more things going on. Um, but in a sense, it, it's the same process to me. So, um Part of what I enjoy in coaching golf is our team is a smaller team. So um, we can interact in ways that um, maybe some other teams cannot, or at least they might have to work harder at it. And so I can connect with every player on our team. I try to do that regularly. Uh, not only, again, we're all together, but also individually. So I'm always um, gonna ask, um, guys on our team and you know do this one-on-one -on -one. so what are you working on in terms of your golf game and I want to know that and I want to be helpful in that but we also talk about what's going on the rest of your life so in terms of uh, school at hope and um, what's going on with your family um, are there ways that that I can help or at least listen and um, and then part of our sport um, so yep we're competitive and we work hard and the nature of our game is um, we can have conversations about a lot of things as we're working hard on our games. And so these guys are doing that with each other as well. And so um, it really does give uh, many opportunities to be concerned about uh, what's going on in, in someone's entire life, not just uh, the golf life. And, and I would say, um, especially again a bit of gift this fall with five freshmen uh, freshmen just have a lot going on they uh we yeah. running and even this year even though we're not playing tournaments we hit the ground running with a golf team and they're just hit with a lot of things all at once and um so we talk a lot about uh taking care of yourself um in the classroom um, taking care of yourself physically, uh, paying attention to the priorities, all of those kinds of things. And for you, uh, being a coach is a lot like your other job, which is being a, a pastor. And, and, and in some ways, there's a lot of similarities, I would imagine, between the two. Just, I guess we'll start with, uh, just talk about your, you know, how long you've been in ministry and where that started for you. Sure. Um, so I have been at um, the ministry side of things for over 30 years and um, 
was a local church pastor for most of that and uh, served three different congregations and experienced all the joys and challenges that go with that. Um, so um, I, I've loved that um, part of my life and um, my wife Susan and I have uh, done so much of that together. She's been just so helpful and all of that. So uh, all that goes with that, the, the last um, about three years now, I've been working for our denomination for the Reformed Church in America and a, a regional body within that denomination. So I'm not serving a congregation anymore. I'm doing some consulting. I'm leading some teams. And actually, um, there is an amazing amount of overlap uh, in the two jobs. So the context is somewhat different. But, um, you know, as a coach, so golf is the subject matter but it's really a vehicle for investing in the lives of others. And um, same thing in terms of pastor, and especially my role now with the regional synod, um, my work is really trying to empower others, to invest in others, to help um, the people I work with, and this would be true of the guys on our team, to live into their full potential. Um, I believe that's God-given, and so I want them to um, experience all that they can and as much uh, joy and deal with the challenges um, head on. And it isn't about me, uh, both jobs. It isn't about me. It's really about trying to em empower others, pour into others. I've had uh, lots of people have done that to me um, for a lot of years. And so part of the joy of this is being able to try and do that for others. And um, that, that's really been fun. Was something, being in the ministry, something you knew right away when you were young you wanted to do? Or were, did you get into adulthood and find it? I, I know some of the pastors I've met and had in my life, there's always seemed to be different stories of different ways they found, you know, they're calling the ministry. How did that come about for you? Yeah, so uh, I went to Hope 100 years ago, a math major and a business minor and, and secondary education. And I came from a family of uh, educators and I did teach for two years, but um, had quite a uh, struggle actually with call to ministry that went on for a couple of years and finally decided that's uh, what I needed to do, um, go to seminary. So um, after two years of teaching, uh, I taught at Chicago Christian High Southwest suburbs of Chicago. Then uh, Susan and I came back to Holland. I went to Western Seminary and um, so it was a it was a process. It was um, wasn't I, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want to be a pastor. It was more I felt um, called to be a pastor. In fact, tried to avoid it for a while and just decided I couldn't avoid it. The game of golf obviously has been a, a big part of your life. What uh, when did when did you first uh, start playing the game? So I grew up um, playing golf. Uh, it's really a passion of my dad. My dad is now uh, almost 102 years old. And um, this was our thing. So my dad and then my older brother, Ray, and I uh, played a lot of golf. And it was just really uh, something I'm thankful for. It was a gift to me. Uh, so a lot of time with my dad and my brother and then other people as well, but around golf and we all love golf and it gave us um, a common passion and we're just always working at the game. My dad was a, 
a pretty good player and taught me the game. And so that's really where it came from. And I, I love uh, so many things about golf. I love being outside. I love it that it's a game of, um, of honor and character. No other game I know of. You call your own penalties, really. You, you are in charge of uh, your own score. There are checks on that, but still, it, it's different that way. So uh, just, and, and you never master it. You know, you're always working at it. Yeah. And um, um, trying. So uh, Dad isn't doing it this year, but last year, at uh, 101 years old, he'd still go to the range and hit some golf balls. And we could Amazing. do that together. And there are not many games I know that you can um, still be uh, having fun playing the game with your dad who's 100 years old. So um, it was just our thing growing up. And um, then I was fortunate to be able to play golf uh, at Hope as well, high school and then at Hope. And um, I still um, love to play competitively. And, uh, part of that is I, I love to compete, but part of that is it helps me as a coach. I think, um, it reminds me there's a big difference, um, in a competitive round playing competitively or just going out with your buddies and playing around a golf. And um, I, so I like to stay at it for that reason, too. It reminds me um, competitive golf is a hard thing and uh, re reminds me what our players are going through uh, every day. Uh, your dad, I've had the fortunate to write a little bit about him and, you know, as uh, just an incredible man and then incredible accomplished uh, athlete on top of that. Is there times you just as you've watched your dad you know, grow in these, these years or you just, just shake your head or do you stop being surprised what he's able, had been able to do his whole life and, and, and do it with such joy. That was the other part with your father. It was just, just pure joy. Um, and, and it's just been amazing that, to get to know and to observe him a little bit. Yeah. So he's my dad and I probably for too much of my life took a lot of that for granted. That's just the way, you know, dad is the way dad was. We just did things and he loves sports. Um, he loves to be active. And so um, we, we just did all kinds of sports. Um, that, that's good. But there are moments and you know, especially when others will comment. So the kind of words you just said and others will say certain things like that. For me, um, uh, some of the big ahas and, and really fun, um, there's a thing called the Senior Olympics. And if you are 50 years or older, you can compete. And there are national games that are held every other year. And my dad has done that for a lot of years. And once I turned 50, I started doing it with my dad. Um, and so to travel to different places, so a national tournament is held to all different places. But dad um, developed a reputation there that as he got older and older and finally hit the 100 year mark, that people just knew who he was and would see him every time we'd go to that. And I would just um, sort of laugh and take that all in and um, realize, yeah, there, there are not many people who have been able to do that kind of thing uh, in their lives. And so dad knows that um, he's been blessed to do that. He's thankful for that. I'm certainly thankful to be able to, uh, to have uh, been the recipient. I talked about 
you know, part of my work is pouring into other people. Well, the people who poured into my life, certainly um, one of the people at the earliest moments is, is my dad, obviously. And so I'm the, um, the beneficiary of that. And it's really, really been fun. And I'm thankful for it. Yeah, I would encourage anyone listening, Google Ray Lokers, R-A-Y-L-O-K-E-R-S. You will find some stories. I just popped it up myself and it's a story from the Sentinel when, when he was 99 doing his bowling and golfing and all that. So he's just, it's a fun, fun thing to, to watch and certainly spend some time <laughs> researching him a little bit. He's been a, a treasure. And so what are you going to be doing at 100? Have you got your kind of itinerary, Scott? Or <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm, uh, I'm trying to take care of today. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I know he certainly is an inspiration. Uh, in your time with golf here at Hope, uh, tell us that story. How did you get involved with coaching? I know you started as an assistant coach under Bob Ebels, who, you know, obviously, as we know, built a tremendous program. And then, uh, you, you know, I've been the head coach the past few seasons. Just how did you get involved with coaching? Uh, coming back and uh, coaching here uh, for the Flying Dutchman. So this really is uh, one of the unexpected joys of my life. Um, I love hope and I love hope golf. Um, was never on my radar till 10 years ago. And I was playing golf with uh, Coach Evels through a mutual friend. We played a few times that summer. And um, we got to the end of the summer and um, we were headed in for lunch after a round of golf. And he said to me, Scott, he said, what do you think about helping me with the Hope team? I said, what? And he said, what do you think about helping me with the Hope team? I said, you're kidding. He said, no. Um, and I was a pastor at the time at Over Isle Reformed Church. And um, like I said, it was never on my radar. And the only thing I can think of is um, I don't know how those two worlds would ever fit together. In fact, that's what I said to Bob. I said, I don't see any way that my schedule would allow me to do that. So I got home and I just mentioned it to my wife that um, Bob had asked me about helping him with the team. And she just said right away, oh, she said, you'd have great fun at that. She said, I could see you doing that. And I mentioned it, we have two daughters. I mentioned it to our two daughters. One of them played golf for Hope and um, each of them said, oh, dad, you'd have fun with it. And uh, I could really see you doing that. And I got thinking maybe I responded a little too hastily. So I called Bob back and I just said, um, what would that look like? So that started a conversation, but then I needed to share it with um, our congregation, with the leaders of our congregation, because I thought, well, there are a lot of things I do. I don't ask their permission, but this seemed like big enough I should. And I was quite amazed actually. Um, they did not bat an eye. I thought what I was going to hear is that's not what we're paying you to do. And they did not bat an eye. And they said, oh, yeah, that seems to fit with who you are as a person and what you love to do. And they began to see it really as part of ministry. And um, so that opened the door. And um, for six or seven years, um, I had the privilege to be Bob's assistant and uh, really a wonderful experience because I had a chance to watch and learn. I'd coached before, actually. I, I taught before I went to seminary. I was a basketball coach and a golf coach, actually. So I had some coaching experience, but it had been a lot uh, years before. And so I had a chance to watch and learn. And, um, and then when Bob retired, then, um, you know, they asked if I'd take it on. And it, it really... Uh, has been so much fun. Um, 
again, I love hope. Um, I love golf and hope student athletes are just the best. I think I learn every day. And so, um, one of the unexpected joys of my life. Funny how that works sometimes, isn't it? It's it just uh, amazing if we just get out of the way and let uh, God's plan just kind of be. It uh, can work out a, a lot of times, too. So, well, good. Well, thank you for uh, joining uh, me today, uh, Scott, on the uh, Hope Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. Looking forward to watching your guys. It's been different for me, too, without games. I'm kind of like itching and what have I, I have something to do on a Saturday other than uh, – but we'll, we'll get here soon, and we appreciate your uh, positive support and uh, helping them out. We'll look forward to seeing you, uh, you know, in competition soon. Good, Alan. Thank you. Thanks for your work. Appreciate it. Oh, hold on a second. I don't want to hit that button.